Need a change of pace? Well, you're at it. WebmasterRadio.fm, your home for B2B. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Cover Story. How are you guys doing this fine morning? Doing great out here. Yes. What makes you so great, David? <laughs> well, we got, I know we got a, a great guest lined up, and I'm just happy to, to be here with him today and, and um, get this, road, this show on the road. This show on the road. I am so with you. Yeah. You know, but I can name a list of things that make you so great. <laughs> let's hear the list brandy no i'm not gonna do it are you kidding me i did the setup i'm not doing the slam dunk too all right i'll name a couple he's good he's kind he th- he's thoughtful yeah, yeah, yeah. he's generous i'm with the show right <laughs> i love making can you guys see david's color it's pink he's blushing you can you can see it right over the internet right now i love that anyway so we've got a great guest with us today um, we have Mark Effinger, who is the chief evangelist. I love titles that people use for themselves today and co-founder of, uh, Exit Path, which actually does a lot of really, really cool things. Um, let me tell you, let me give my spiel about Mark. I, I, I first talked to Mark maybe, um, oh, several years back, but, but we had some good discussions about maybe two years ago when he called me and, and, um, Showed me how he was poking holes in my system and and um, and um, in the PR web system and how he was using it and, and abusing it and so I figured well <laughs> this is a guy that's got you know he's on the ball absolutely um, yeah he's really figured out how to do on- online PR and offline PR and and uh, just wanted to have him as a guest on our show today no that's awesome and isn't it nice when people you know, can find holes in your system and can bring it to your attention so it actually forges a better relationship for both people? Oh, yeah. You know, a little honesty and integrity goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> Which is terrific. Which is terrific. Um, why don't we go ahead, take our first break, and then we will come back live with Mark, and we will hear his whole inspiring story and give our listening audience some killer, killer tips on how to excel in their PR marketing strategies. WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Over 4,000 clients around 
around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. Merchants offer your customers a billing solution with zero chargeback risk. Introducing DuoCash. DuoCash. And the revolutionary card that's just like using cash on the net. No credit card or bank account required. DuoCash is available wherever prepaid calling cards are sold or online at DuoCash.com. So ensure your customer's online experience anywhere they see PayByCash.com or DuoCash. And don't leave money on the table. Sign up with DuoCash, the official prepaid shopping card of the internet. Duo cash boxer shorts or blazer come dressed as you are at webmasterradio.fm commercials off now back to cover story we're reserving a headline for you <laughs> we are back i love his voice how are you everyone excellent excellent and you know Very what good. we are joined um, by Mark Effinger, live. Mark, you on the line? I am on the line. How Very are good. you? Is that working? You're working you great. Clear, but yeah. Excellent. All right. You are working great. Hey, so let's go back to the beginning <laughs> because you are like you are an inspiration. You are the you know quintessential. You know what? If you got a passion for what you're doing and you believe in yourself, you can make anything happen. <laughs> no, no, no. When you're really desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Now, see, I kind of disagree with I, I disagree with that because I think desperation, like I think people exude energy and we all pick it up. I'm going into my little. Oh, yeah. Um, no, that's great. That's great. Yeah, no, but it's true. I think that people exude energy and we pick up on that energy on a subconscious level. And when you have that desperate, oh, my God, I've got to make it, I've got to make it, I've got to make it sort of energy going on, I think people sort of pull away from you. Oh, that's, I, you know, Brandy, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, what I mean by that, uh, at least in my life, has been that um, a lot of times the greatest miracles come at the 11th hour. Um, and so in my life, as I've built businesses and I've, I've struggled through every one of them, is, you know, they, they all hit their points where you go, you know, do I shut it down or do I, do I grow it like crazy? I know David is built with this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody that's done internet radio, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's, uh, you know, you get to that delta point where you go, okay, okay, something, you know, you have to decide mentally, something great is either going to happen or I'm going to make that ha- thing happen. And a combination of those elements come together, and that's when I see the, you know, the great successes and the miracles show up. You know, the, the people that show up in your life or the, or the investor that comes in, you know, I've got some, <laughs> got some great stories about that kind of stuff. No, I agree with you 100%, and it does. It seems like just when you're at the point of, you know, either giving up or you've sort of expended all your mental energy and you sort of throw it out to the wind, you know, when you're, on, when you're not placing, you know, you're, you're putting all of, you know, your, your, rows, your ducks in a row and you're yep. taking care of what needs to be taken care of and you kind of like take the pressure off a little bit and say, you know what, I've done everything I can do from this perspective, whatever's meant to be is meant to be, and you sort of take the, you know, the foot off the gas pedal a little bit, wham, Good stuff starts to happen. Absolutely. It's almost like you're providing an opening for it to happen. And it is that, I mean, without getting woo-woo, but it's that whole belief thing. It's such a huge deal. Napoleon Hill wrote about it, and, and you know, Carnegie was really responsible for a lot of that, and, and um, I think we live it today. And we, see, we can see it very quickly. It comes real time now because we have the Internet. 
Yeah, but I think, you know what, and I think you made an excellent point. Sometimes you can't see it until after the fact because we're so involved in ourselves and panicking and taking care of our responsibilities and living up to like this unrealistic standards that we set for ourselves. <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. That after the miracle happens or, you know, sort of whatever it is, you know, wh- whatever you want to call it, all of a sudden you go, wow, you know, I did do some pretty good fo- fancy footwork there and all my hard work did pay off. But when you're in it, it's so hard to see things clearly. So, One of the most successful guys I know at, at the time, this was back in the early 90s, um, I, said, I said, Brian, how do, you, you know, uh, how, do you, how do these things happen to you? And he goes, he goes, Mark, he goes, ever since I was a little kid, I had this belief that great things had happened to me. And so no matter what the situation was, I looked at it and I said, oh, man, something great's going to happen. And literally, something great would happen with Brian. Isn't that amazing? It's true. It's true. And you know yeah. what? And, and we're getting a little off topic, but yeah. <laughs> I am. But you know what? But this is, you know, it's all sort of how things are meant to be. I am a very, very firm believer in the fact that, you know, when, you're, when things are happening to you, it does seem like the worst thing in the world because they're happening to you and they're not happening to someone else. But you can fix everything in life except for death. And we don't yeah. even know about like, what happens after that. So the whole thing is, people, take a little pressure off of yourself so you can see the forest through the trees, and you too can be a success story like Mark. I mean, hey, Mark, Mark, tell us a little bit about Exit Path. Um, thanks, David. how that came to be. And <laughs> well, Exit Path, um, as uh, is defined by the name, um, is uh, I had spent um, a lot of time. I'm a, I'm a classic, you know, uh, I don't have a formal education, or at least a lot of formal education. No degree. And so I had to do a lot of things from a uh, bootstrapper's um, uh, mentality. And what I found is that when I created my first company, which I created in the back of a health club, 10 months into it, I was, my company was purchased for, at that time, a significant amount of money. And, um, and I was, uh, you know, starting to tap into credit cards pretty heavy in those things. And I loved this whole process of starting the company, getting it going, growing it really quick, and then having somebody come in and pay you a significant, you know, way over what it was really worth in, in day-to-day value uh, for the company. And then I continued to do that, and I've done that uh, seven times now. That's amazing. So it's a bad habit. <laughs> and NPR plays a, plays a big part in all that, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, big time. Um, it's, uh, it's really interesting that you can live, uh, there's a lot of businesses that live below the radar, and they wonder why, um, and when I say below the radar, they don't have any exposure. They've got, they know who their customers are, and their customer knows who they are, but the rest of the world is totally uh, invisible to them. And we found that by changing that formula um, and making sure that, that you do exciting things in your company and that you take boring things in your company and make them exciting um, and let the world know, it makes a huge, huge impact um, the people that find you as a result of that and decide to become either your customers or clients or, or uh, whatever, uh, they become, uh, oftentimes they become the second or third generation of your business. David, as you know, your company's been through a couple of iterations as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and there was probably a delta point there where you suddenly found that the exposure that you'd started to create, I know as you were starting to look at your Alexa rating, um, suddenly some of this little exposure and some of the... the the people that have come into your life suddenly really, really ramp that volume up to the point where you're, you're now, it's impossible to get past. We had people like, uh, like yourself who were using our system in ways that wasn't intended to be used. So. <laughs> yeah, system abuse was great for us for quite a while. <laughs> but, it, but it actually was good because it, it let us see, you know, it's interesting to watch how people have used our system over the years and, and um, look for you know, new opportunities to help them by making it better or... Or, you know, taking well, some of the hassle out of it. So. 
Well, it is a cool thing because sometimes you don't realize like how people are using your system. I mean, when we were in um, when we were in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago, it was very interesting. A friend of mine who's originally from Germany um, was talking to the gentleman who heads up search for Ask Jeeves. And she was giving him an example of how she used the system, which was completely different from anything he'd ever heard before. But it made it was like a light bulb going off and it made sense. And, it, you know, I think it might actually lead to maybe an additional revenue stream for them, which is very cool. People sharing information is probably one of the most powerful things you can do. Oh, you it was, with uh, uh, in the case with David, were the, some of the things we were doing a handful of things that were um, essentially taking advantage of his system and the, the um, uh, what do you call it? David, fair exchange, fair trade, right? Fair um, yeah, it's it's just amazing, and and to have that um, have those components available, and what we were doing, um, as soon as we let David know, you know, what was going on, he went and upgraded the system to make it so that one, it was it was more challenging to abuse, and two, you got more value for what you were getting. That's perfect. And so it made it a really worthwhile to not abuse the system because one is it is he he fixed it and made it so it you couldn't do that. <laughs> But which is great, but um, he also added so much significant value uh, the ink to me relationship and uh, uh, PR Newswire and some of those things, so that the buy in would be so low. I mean, usually when you add, I was thinking about this just a second ago, pouring my coffee, is normally when you add a layer of distribution between the end user and the manufacturer, right? The price it, goes up, you know, yeah, yeah. So you start raising, right? The, the price, you know, everybody gets involved in it and it just jacks the price out of, out of uh, context. Um, we used to have a product. It was a laser for the karaoke business, and it would give you a laser light show when you're doing karaoke. And um, that was one the thing we developed in the back of that garage. That one, that first company. How cool! And when the Japanese would buy it from us, they had five levels of distribution plus five levels of repair and training. We sold it to them for uh, four hundred and fifty dollars, and they sold it for almost four thousand dollars. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's <laughs> a, you know. Right, and David's done an amazing job at adding. Services with tremendous value without it costing the end user a lot of money. No, no. In fact, he's reduced the value. Yeah. I, if I was going to go to PR Newswire and get, and, and this is not a pitch on this, but it's just a discovery on our side because we do a lot of statistical analysis and we do, you know, we basically do budgeting on each of our projects. And if we go to PR Newswire, which is a great service and we've used it for years, and we pay directly, we pay significantly more than if we go to PR Web, use the service, and, and get the same distribution. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do you do that? It's volume. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, it's, I think, you know, without, without overly giving David um, a, a head, a large head, they really, like, they really care. They love what they do at PR Web. And they're always trying to add value so that people do become, you know, it's nice, become not only dependent probably on the service, but you become extremely loyal when people do the right thing by you and help you gain access to whether it be clients or exposure or whatever in a very consistent, consistent way. And that's an awesome, awesome thing to be able to offer someone. Oh, oh, absolutely. We, uh, one of our clients is Susan's Healthy Gourmet in Southern California mm-hmm. and in, uh, in the Newport Beach area. And we, um, we had done our first PR piece for her and suddenly she shows up on um, uh, People Magazine and they're talking about Wayne Knight and Wayne Knight is the gentleman that played uh, Kramer. Uh, no, not Kramer. Um, who was the big guy that um, hated Jerry? Oh, God, I can see his face, too. Yeah, you know who I'm Newman. talking about. Newman. Newman, Newman. yes! Thank you. All right on. Out of the mouth of So, <laughs> Newman. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I had to do that in Seinfeldian fashion. 
Um, and so anyhow, he lost uh, over 100 pounds on Susan's Healthy Gourmet, which is a delivered fresh meal service in the Southern California region. And we started with a PR news web um, you know, piece that cost us, I think, a couple hundred dollars. Is, uh, and, you know, we went through the broadest distribution, the highest impact possible. People Magazine picks up on it, and that allows us to reprint that. Well, that, that press release has received 45, over 4,500 now um, uh, actual pickups. Phenomenal. 4,500 Phenomenal. Pickups. And the then think of the reach the, past that, people. That's 4,500 pickups. Oh, yeah. No, no that's, yeah, that's, um, <laughs> it's like, you know, the average magazine has, what, a, a two and a half uh, a pick, you know, pickup rate? Um, and this is significantly higher than that because these are PR professionals. These are people that are moving the stuff um, you know, professionally. So the company has now progressed from a $3 million company, a $2.93 million company, to over $4.5 million in a year. That's I'm not going to give that, that one piece all the credit, but it made a significant impact, and it sure made a customer for life for us. Right, and it created momentum. Big I think, Mark? Yeah. Yes. Mark, do you use media kits? Oh, big time. Yeah, absolutely. Can you, can, you, can you tell us what you put in a media kit and how you use them? Well, um, I've, we found early on that if we had a, a media kit um, either uh, couriered or, or a DHL or delivered, um, that it made a, a much greater impact. And what we found was that we would get not just the press release printed, but we'd often get the picture as well. And we're finding now with digital distribution of images, we're getting that. Um, you'll notice that most of the press releases we put up now, we have three or four images as well, mm-hmm. high resolution and low resolution for whether it's a direct web print or they're going to go to actual um, uh, print print with it. No, who, who, I'm sorry. Who uh, should uh, have? Hey, <laughs> hey. No, so, <laughs> so a press release, uh, uh, the press kit, um, what we typically do, because we do these in small volume. I mean, we never, we never print more than a couple of hundred of them. Um, and so what we do is we go to Staples and we pick up uh, one of the uh, shiny folders. We go to the vinyl sign company with the logo of the company, and we have them cut vinyl signs that will fit right on the front of that, of that folder. And then you crack it open, and what we have is a disc, uh, usually CD-burned, with all of the content that's in the press kit, plus some, plus some additional stuff, plus pages from the website and screenshots of the software if we're doing that or whatever. And then we have printed versions of a lot of that, including um, you know, a Kodak-printed uh, uh, image, um, or two in there, of whether it's a person or it's the website or it's some content that we think rocks. Um, you know, software will do the package and we'll do a nice shadowing on it and, and make it look dramatic. And then we have um, the typical interview, the top 10 or 20 or 30 questions that uh, somebody would ask that individual if they were talking about their, their company. Excellent. And the, things, and the cool thing about a press kit is that you can run the, you can run the conversation because you're orchestrating the dialogue. You ask yourself your questions and you answer them. How's that for fun? That's kind phenomenal. of a fixed deal, but it works. <laughs> Who and then uh, we make sure that the um, that we have uh, a press releases, you know, f- uh, a formatted press releases with all the contact information on it. And then we have any any kind of white papers or brochures that represent the product. And if the product is something that they can actually use or might be valuable, we actually put a sample of the product in. If it's software, we include a disc. Right. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> You can go to lovepads.com if you want to see that one. It's funny. No, that one, that, that product launch went pretty well, didn't it? Oh, that was uh, unbelievable. Um, right. And, in fact, got her in uh, every major catalog um, dealing with her product uh, possible, including, uh, you know, adult incontinence catalogs and all kinds of stuff. So, Can we, yeah. can we take a step back, maybe, and sure. look at, you know, first of all, who should? Like, when do you get to the point where you should have a press kit? And how much money does it cost to put a press kit out? And how do you actually go about um, targeting 
the people, because, you know, you've got, you're putting together these 200 kits, like you said. Who exactly should people be targeting to send these press kits out, and how do you suggest following up with them? Oh, that's a great question, Brandy. Um, the, the press kits, uh, they're not that expensive. I mean, if you hand-build them and you know what, you, what needs to go in them and you know how to craft um, the copy that goes in them and you've got the brochures, um, you can put them together for just a few hundred dollars. If you don't, you can pay a service and it only costs a couple thousand max. Um, typically, you can get away for it with between a thousand and, and um, you know, 2,500 for a, a really nice press kit. And that's going to be, you know, a couple hundred units, um, and it's going to be, you don't build them up all at once. You build the pieces, and you might build a dozen, and then you go and target specific publications in a specific genre to make sure that you're telling, that the story that you're sharing fits with not, what they're... They're not for a shotgun approach. They're for very targeted... Oh, no, yeah, yeah. No, you can, you can do shotgun, and it's real fun, but the fact of the matter is it doesn't work, and nobody cares. And you also have to think about... Who you want to? If you were if you were going after the ultimate media, who do you want? Because there's there's very little trickle up effect. It does happen, but it's not as significant. But there's a ton of trickle down. If you can get uh, Time Magazine or U.S. News and World Report or the Wall Street Journal, the trickle down effect on that is significant. You automatically have credibility. Absolutely. Um, because they they believe that you know everybody believes that if it shows up in the Wall Street Journal, it's probably true. Uh, you know, before the big, uh, the big uh, you know, reporter problems that we've had in the <laughs> recent, or exposures, I should say, not problems. But um, if you can do that, that's great. And you also want to be able to make sure that your message makes sense. If I take, um, I've got a software package that we sell that takes the expertise of about 200 people and it makes it available to people in the form of questions and associative thinking processes. If I take and I just generically market that product, it's really weird. I hit brick walls all the time. And if I try to send in the press and say, I've got a thing that has the knowledge of 200 people and it has an associative thinking engine, um, they pass by that press release, and I'm sure that it's hit more dumpsters than, uh, than it has desks. Right, because you're not showing how it's specifically applicable to that marketplace and creating a clear, concise um, approach to Absolutely. What, yeah, yeah you've got to hit them between the eyes. And it's not that hard to do. And in fact, it's much more fun. Because if you... If you aim your, if you do that process, that's really a marketing process. It sounds like PR, but it's really a marketing process because you, you have to crisply define who your customer is. You have to prepare a message that's going to be resonant with them. Then you have to make your materials resonate with that. And you can do that, you know, you just put it together in Quark or Word or whatever and print them out. You know, it's not a big deal. Uh, put it on, the web, on your website as well. But if you, if you have that resonant message, it's amazing the response you'll get. And once you get that in the hands, you know, we, we'll do a, a PR web launch. We'll do a press kit to the specific people we want that to, to hit absolutely, um, and get it in their hands. And then uh, we'll often wait. We'll give them three or four days um, for a return phone call or for, you know, for them to call us. And if they don't call us, we'll either call or we'll do a direct email of the, of the PR Web release because PR Web sends you back a link, and you, we just take that link and we'll send it to them along with a nice intro letter. And if that, if that doesn't get their attention yet, then we make a phone call or we show up at their offices. So if we're, you know, if we're in that area. So, Brandy, it sounds like um, a little bit about what we, were, what we talked about last week in connecting the dots between your journalist and their audience. Oh. And helping the journalist connect to make that connection. You know, David, that's such a great point. Um, the other day I was down on the waterfront uh, here in, in Vancouver, Washington, right next to the Columbia River. And I was triking along, and there was a guy that I passed that had a really well, long. I know. Pay attention to the word trike, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <See>? sorry. <laughs> I'm I sorry. Just lost everybody. I just, lost ex- <laughs> I just had a vision of someone sitting on a little tricycle. 
Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like Lappin, I think, used to have, or that little old, old man who'd fall over at the end. But you know what? Before we get to, to the word trike, which yeah. is actually another awesome, awesome story, let's get back to, because I do think that that's so important, is creating uniformity in your approach so that when people do see you, when you're when you're creating your message to the media and your marketing materials and your, your ad packages, that it's uniform, that it becomes like a, a universal look that appears in everything. So people can start visually associating you and then you know your verbiage that you're using is extremely concise but exudes the exact image that you want to personify to your marketplace oh absolutely and then you need to reinforce that and you create your own buzzwords uh, which creates your own buzz as well exactly like last week you know it was a silly thing i said you know my name is grassroots and david is mass roots <laughs> and i had people calling me up saying oh wow you know i love that whole mass roots thing and, 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 and assuming it was already a word, I mean, it could conceivably be. Sure. But it makes sense. It makes sense for, for you know, kind of like what PR Web does, you know, to an extent. And people can identify with it. So it's a word that's easy to sort of coin and allow people to attach it, hopefully, with our radio show. Um, <laughs> it, you know? What's the name of the radio show again? It's Cover Story. Get it? <laughs> cover a story or get a cover story. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so, but that's, I just wanted to reiterate to our listening audience, just sort of, you know, the steps that we had taken. Um, and yeah, let's, let's go into uh, the, the trike. It's trike. I know trike. It's, it's bad. It's so funny because the name trike is actually a byproduct of one of our software products that helped us conceive of it because the, the name trike with a 1K is already taken, of course. It was taken years ago. And the, the quick on this one was we, uh, myself and a couple of other guys, had discovered a Brazilian guy on the beach in Huntington Beach, California, who was, had a welding hood and was welding up these three-wheeled large-scale scooters with inflated tires on them. And they would go about 20, 25 miles an hour. And he would ride them down the beach, not by scooting, by putting a foot on the ground and scooting along, but by wiggling them left and right like you, a snake would go. Oh, how interesting. Okay. And, yeah, so it was this amazing-looking device. And here's this, this um, you know, little Brazilian guy doing these, and he didn't speak much English at all, and he would deliver pizzas at night, which I'm sure was pretty entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> right, the game's slinking up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he lived in a third-story walk-up and, um, in Huntington Beach as well, in, a, in a not necessarily the nicest part of town. And we took and, and built a, a company around it. You know, we asked him if he wanted to build a business, and we built a business around it. And it, it did... Um, over the last uh, um, 16 months or 18 months now, I guess, uh, it did 225,000 of the old unit, and we're just now starting to, we just sold our first 600 of our large-scale unit. That's amazing. But I think the moral to the story, people, is, I mean, first of all, you saw something. I mean, first of all, you, you, you really took and created the American dream for someone, which is amazing. You took something that you believed in. And you manufactured it. But, I mean, this device has now been seen, what, in Time Magazine, in People Magazine. You got celebrity endorsements. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, uh, speaking of PR, um, uh, our PR cycle for for the trike product was we did a a PR web press release that we put, um, I think, $150 behind on that one. Okay. It says $150. Um, This was was all-out-of-pocket stuff. In other words, we, we were going, how cheap could we launch this thing? And so we did a PR web press release, and then we used that to actually find investors. We didn't use it to try to sell the product. We didn't even have product manufactured at the time. How interesting. Okay. And it's explain to us the mindset behind that, using a press release as a vehicle to get investment money. 
Well, you, you can't be blatant. You can't say we're hungry for money. But you can say that we're, um, you know, we're a, a bootstrap startup. And investors know, you know they, the light bulb comes on when they hear the term bootstrap, which means that these guys are doing it you know, the hard way. And um, that was a real key. And that helped us. That term in our press release and the responses we received off that, we received 14 or 15 investor responses off that. In what time frame, do you think? Oh, uh, that was over a, a week and a half period. Isn't that amazing? Okay, all for using the word bootstrap. Oh, hey, I, yeah, I'll, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue. I'm only going sideways. I'm not going way, way lateral on this, but it's, I'm going to slot this back in. <laughs> when, when, <laughs> we, we manufacture this brainstorming software, and, and use, people use it for writing PR as well as um, creating new products. 3M and General Motors and Apple Computer are all our customers, okay? Fabulous. And, it, you know, it costs $125 to 450 bucks, depending on what package you buy. So it's not too, super expensive. It's pretty easy going. When, when we're taking a look at our sales and we're seeing our sales start to plateau and fall off a bit, what we do is we craft a press release to a niche that our product addresses well. We put it online. We, sh- we make sure that Tuesday morning it goes out if possible, or Thursday morning, like we have another one coming up tomorrow. Fabulous. goes up Thursday morning, and we know that we will get a spike in, measured in thousands of dollars in sales between the time that that press release goes out and anywhere from 72 to 96 hours later. Fabulous. Now, how, how have you um, tracked like, the niches that you are focusing on to be able to track those spikes? Well, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, when we open up the console, you know, we're distributing a press release, and let's just use PR Web as an example because it's one that works for us, okay. is um, there's, a, there's a, a bunch of different uh, distribution areas that are, that are laid out. David, do you know how many there are in there? Uh, the industry categories, I think we have like 220. Yes. Okay, so that's great. So what we do is we go in there, and when you, when you do your press release on PR Web, it allows you to select one, and then when you actually do an, any kind of an upgrade, you know, $10, 20 30 whatever you do, um, you come back to it, and you can start adding categories. So what we do is we say, what, what industry niche are we going after? And we check those categories, maybe the, the top three that we're looking for, and then we might check another two or three that are close enough but peripheral, and then we use those names in our keywords, and then we go and use our software to go find additional keyword names that might relate to that. Because you can load keywords up on the press release as well. Right, 100%. How would you suggest that someone, because a lot of times we sort of get surprised that the uh-huh. things that seem most obvious are not always the things that work, <laughs> and sort of over time you can refine and define. How are some of the ways that you best help to refine and define your process to success? Oh, wow. Um, I, very metrics. We're very metric-centric. And you have to use a little bit of a gut feel thing, um, especially at the start when you don't have any data to work from. But once you start, once you start launching things, let's say a, a PR web release um, for us, because there's, there's, what's great is that there's a bunch of metrics built in. Uh, David and group have built a number of different areas where you can actually monitor how many people saw the page that your press release is on, how many people clicked on the press release, how many people printed it, and how many passed it on. Those are some of the, the first stats that you see. And then as you escalate um, your, uh, your press release investment, you get more and more stats available to you. So we take those statistics and we say, um, you know, uh, a typical press release for us within the first day will get anywhere from 20 to 
35,000 um, of the page views, and the press release itself will get a couple of hundred, 250, maybe 350 um, uh, views of the actual press release, and we'll get anywhere from 6 to 10 prints directly from the website, and we'll get uh, two or three pass-ons. But what we see on that is uh, we're not able to actually locate directly who that person is that, that picked that up. But if we do a search for the keywords that we've used and we do yeah. a search for our press release, mm-hmm. we'll see the secondary and tertiary and quadriciary pickups, the other press services and other media that pick up our press release. And, um, and then after a while, you start getting subscribers to your keywords or to your, um, your pages so that when I put up a press release, I know the top five people that are going to grab that press release uh, within 24 hours of its distribution. That's going to convert to, I know that those five people have a total uh, user base of a million two or a million three people. I know that's going to convert to X number of pings on the website, and we use Yahoo stores, and they have, they have really great internal metrics as well. And we can see our traffic go up from you know, a, a thousand uh, visitors a day to maybe 2,500 to 3,000 visitors a day. And then we'll see that spike the day of the mm-hmm. press release. We'll see it come down to about 50% of its rise, and then we'll see it flatten out again, and we'll see it peak again over the weekend. And we find that during the weekend, we get a bunch of international sales. Interesting. Very interesting. You know what? You and, know, oops. Um, Mark, you've got a product. And you, I love the name of the product. It's Idea Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> and, or that's, that's a company, right? Yeah, it is. So what this product does is, that, you know, it helps you write the, even helps you write the press release by asking, you know, it's like a... Um, I don't know how to describe it, but it helps you by asking you questions and prompting you along to to um, help you come up with the content of your press release. It's really pretty handy. It's yeah, thanks, David. It's it's actually really cool. And it was um, the press release questions, which is one of of a number of modules. We've got you know everything from screenwriting to new product development to coming up with keywords. Um, is it we went to the top minds in the world at the time that are that were doing these kinds of things, like the people at BBDO. And oh. um, uh, the people here in town in Portland, Oregon, um, that do all the advertising for Nike, you, you may have seen their work. And from what I understand, isn't the, isn't the, the man who actually started Nike your mentor? <sighs> uh, the, guy that, the guy behind Idea Fisher is actually the founder of Century 21 Real Estate. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, no. no <laughs> because my mentor, my, my mentor that taught me um, how, to, um, how to go through the minefield, you're going to go through the minefield when you build a business anyhow, Mm-hmm. And he taught me how to dodge it and, and end up with two legs and um, <laughs> all the other organs intact. Um, is a guy that actually uh, funded Nike and then Mentor Graphics and Floating Point Systems and Avia and Fabricland and, and actually uh, over 200 companies uh, in the Northwest and California and, and uh, all the way east of wow. Boston. Wow, I just came from Boston last night. And on that note, let's just take a quick break. Thank our awesome, awesome advertisers. And if you'd hang out, Mark, we'll be right back with Mick, David, Mark, and myself. WebmasterRadio.fm, keeping you out of rush hour traffic. Are you ready to optimize your website's full potential? Well, it's all about positioning. Trusted by search engines for delivering clean and up. 
optimize content pages for customers. The trusted feeds industry pioneers at Position Technologies will help you build a solid foundation for creating long-term impact on you and your customers' bottom line. So visit positiontechnologies.com today and look forward to achieving new heights within the search engines. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch searchmedia.com today. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genienose.com. Install a co-branded search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, genienose.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our co-branded referral program. Genie knows how to deliver results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Proud sponsor of the Webmaster World. Boxer shorts or blazer, come dressed as you are at webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to cover story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey there, welcome back. We are extremely proud to have with us uh, Mark Effinger. Welcome back, Mark. How are you? Well, hi. Thanks, Brandy. Great. You know what I'd love to do is kind of go back for people that are just logging in now um, and people that have been furiously writing notes maybe to go over some of the key points that we've discussed to this midway point. Cool. You know, that are like really, really, you know, I, I, I think hard-pressed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> make a press kit. Get it out. <laughs> It'll make you money. Yeah. How'd I do? You know, that's amazing. Make a press kit. Don't make a ton of them at a time. Always update your press kits. Understand who your target market is and be very focused. Uh, it's easier to fall down a flight of stairs than it is to crawl back up. So target the media that's most important to you because if they cover you first, um, it'll fan out uh, a lot easier for you than if you start at a lower level. So, Mark, you don't use any gimmicks in your press kit, right? You don't send them with a, a dozen bagels or something like that, right? <laughs> No, if I if I do show up at a at a newspaper, uh, I'll be showing up next Wednesday at the Oregonian. Um, I'll definitely have um, uh, what are those what are those really great little donuts? Oh oh oh, the little munchkins? Uh, no 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 oh. The, uh, oh, the, oh. the fresh donut shops and they're opening all over the world. Oh, Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kremes. If you don't show up with Krispy Kremes at one of those shops, you're kind of shot. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, for six bucks... <laughs> right, you can be a sport. <laughs> yeah, it's a great no, I, you know, There was a, 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 an example of um, a, a, actually a bagel shop that was opening up, and, and they supplied bagels for the whole, the whole paper. Oh, you that's know, awesome. Yeah, with all, the, with all the trimmings and fixings and stuff. So that, that's that, a r- really cool way to get some attention. Oh, it, you know, it really is. And we've, um, we've done a lot of different things. At one point, um, we were doing these lasers, these entertainment lasers for nightclubs and bars. And this is in 1988. My company had just been purchased a year prior, and so we're pretty we're pretty hot on this, and we were growing very quickly. So what I did is these people made uh, the company that bought mine made plastic parts for the pool and spa industry. So they had okay. lots of plastic tube laying around. Okay? okay, what that has to do with laser lights? Hey, listen. <laughs> right, they bought you. You're happy. This is a cool thing, but it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. 
So what I did is I went into the R&D lab, and I took a, an LED, a little blinking LED, and a 9-volt battery, and one of these blue plastic tubes, and I had, um, our, I had the art department print out a bunch of clear labels that, um, that talked about lights by Orion. The name of the company was Orion, and we were creating a new buzz term, buzzword uh, in, uh, or phrase in lights by Orion. So we had a tagline that worked. And um, what we did is we, we put those things together, and we made it look like one of our lasers, because our lasers were made of PVC pipe. They were just much bigger. And we went and had those. We put them in a really nice case, and the light was blinking. And we did this on a, on a Thursday, and we had them distributed, hand-couriered to all of the different media in the Portland metro area. While, uh, while uh, KGON Radio, the local rock and roll uh, radio, okay. put one of our lasers on a billboard. And the billboard, they just draped in a, in a big drape, and they didn't, they didn't say anything. It just said, it said uh, coming Rocktober 31st is what it said. Oh, how cool. And it was on a main street in, in Portland, and right off the 205. So, uh, so what, what we did is that on Monday, so the press had these things, and they're looking at this thing going, what the heck is this? And it just said, tune in, uh, tune in to KGON, you know, October 31st. And so um, we, we got tons of calls back to my office, said, what is this thing? It's this little blinking LED. You know, they don't know if it's a bomb or what. Um, we probably couldn't get away with it today. <laughs> right. So... And on, uh, on October 31st, they all uh, convened around this billboard that we had on Division Street in Portland, and we pulled the drape down, and from that billboard, we did a radio show. And, so, and the cool thing was, you could see the radio show in the laser light. The laser modulated to our voices. Oh, how utterly cool. And then people got to actually sort of participate. Oh. It was like totally interactive. Absolutely. The dynamic. So it was an event, and that's a PR event, uh-huh. and that was very successful. That got us in the uh, worldwide media. We were the number three or number four um, billboard uh, for that quarter. They rate them on a quarterly basis by how cool they are. Uh-huh. And, and then what we did is we kept the billboard up with the laser up, and then every day at dusk, um, or every night at dusk, as people are coming home from work, because it's in October and it gets dark up here pretty early, um, they were able to watch a laser light show, and it basically jammed up the street for a month. So they made it take it down. <laughs> so people like schizophrenic. I love you. Hate you. I love you. Oh, I yeah, hate exactly. you. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Oh yeah. So and you know you had all the you had all the party people out there. You know there. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. But it, it was a PR event, and that tied into our delivered PR, which tied into the media, which tied into national press, which got us on TV and radio and magazines, and, and we had a fallout for that that lasted for six months. That's awesome. And Mark, I think that's what's really important for for our listeners to understand is that PR is you know. Now, I'll tell you, press releases are very important, but that's not the only thing in PR. It's a whole creative process of online and offline, and and um, personal. it can be a very fun, a very fun uh, thing to oh. do. You can almost get lost in it. I oh, know, absolutely. I know. You you just got back from a, a race with your trike, right? Yeah, I just uh, so that, I, that in in a way creates good PR in and of itself. Just oh my God, it was there, a... getting out there with your product and being seen with your product. Yeah, there's not a better testimony. I mean, it was right. that was a 50 mile race against 10,000 bicyclists in Mexico. Oh my! And we we showed up myself and uh, um, I I won the the award for fastest trike rider in the country right now. So since there's only <laughs> a handful of us, it's not hard. <laughs> I will be eclipsed one day by a 22 year old. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome though. But good for you. I mean, you know, I, I think the bottom line is it, people we get overwhelmed sometimes with like all these options, and you know, you want to do something fantastic and fandangled. But if you just bring it down to the lowest common denominator of like what your product is, 
and who you're trying to reach. You can make things pretty simple and get a huge bang but for the that's, buck. That's, that's just it. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Right. I mean, even just to, enroll, just to get yourself in the, in the trike race, you know, or the bicycle race, what did that cost? Nothing, probably, right? Oh, yeah. No, no. It was a $24 yeah. submission, and, you know, they... Right. And they, so, so you, you're, in the, you're in the race. People watching the bikes go by, and they see these these other things going by and what the heck are those you know right and you're a total standout plus you so also you got to the buzz of the race and it's, i think it's a really you know it's the mix of online and offline pr well and you know something you know what a david you're 100 percent right and b when you get people that are really passionate about something like it's a bike race and you bring in something different and you're sort of like opening up their world to something new in regard to something that they're passionate about You've got nowhere to go but up. So now you're enrolling a whole new breed of people. Oh, you know, it's absolutely true. We had uh, the Mexican television station, uh, their van, beside me for 20 minutes shooting footage. Um, while we're, we're, I'm going up a 3,000-foot uh, rise on an eight-mile-long hill. And these guys are tracking <laughs> me the whole way. That's so, awesome. Yeah, and there's you know there's another there's another almost ni- uh, ten thousand bicyclists that are um, I came in a little over uh, two thousand something, so I, I was uh, ahead of eight thousand bicyclists. Wow, wow, um, pretty impressive. Well, that's well, and it's, you know, and this is with no gears and stuff, right? But what was really what was really fun was the fact that at the end of it, I wasn't even tired because you use all your different muscle groups. But, but, but see, most people would have thought you know probably wouldn't even have thought of enrolling in a bike race because you know, they think well. Surely they're not going to let me in. I mean, you, you can't limit yourself like that. you got to say, I'm going to enroll and, you know. Well, and you know something, and this is sort of like a, and David, that's 100%, and, I'll, and this is like sort of like a sideways segue, but what's coming to mind is some of our clients who go to a lot of trade shows, mm-hmm. and a lot of times people go to, which makes sense, you know, you go to trade shows specific for your marketplace. However, like a good example of this is, you know, here's, um, and anyone else listening and don't steal this, but, um, you know, David, who shows up, PR Web, will show up at, like, at a search engine strategies or a webmaster world. He's the only wire service there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So How he, brilliant is that? You know, so here you've got all of these other, like, SEO companies presenting themselves because they need to be there because SES and, and webmaster world conferences are, you know, the foremost authority on these topics, blah, blah, blah. But everyone's kind of like it's cannibalism. They're all kind of competing against each other. And then, bam, you've got, you know, PRWeb or Moniker.com who provide services that complement these industries, but they're a complete standout for the entire conference because they're the only one. And we like that. And Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But But that is stuff that, like, makes a lot of sense that sometimes people overlook. You know, like, you know, putting yourself, like you just did, putting yourself into the race or, or, or showing up at a trade show and going, you know, making sure that you're marketing to a, to a space that's applicable to your bottom line, but making yeah. sure that, you, you know, you are a standout and you are like a one and only. That's an awesome, I mean, that's a brilliant thing to do. Well, and being confident, you know, when you're dealing with the media, you know, if you, if you act like you know what you're doing, they're going to assume you know what you're doing. And, um, <laughs> and inspiration. You know what? Like, I think, I think at the end of the day, people want like a couple of things. You know, one is you want to feel like, I think when you call people up, you need to differentiate yourself from everyone else. So find a way that you can identify with the person on the other line and stand out from someone. Yeah, absolutely. Enthusiasm goes a long way. Like, if you can enroll or inspire someone about what you're doing and make them, like, a part of the fact that, wow, you can really make something amazing happen for me and that your listenership, your readership, your whatever could benefit from this, too. And at the end of the day, you're making an amazing difference in my world. 
they get to go home feeling better. And then, like what you guys kept talking about with providing pictures, you know, providing information that's easy, the interviews, enough information where, pe- where these reporters don't have to do a ton of work and you're providing them all the information, you know, that, that's a little bit, it makes it more of, an, of a winning combination. Uh, absolutely. My gosh. Yeah, like, um, you know what, you guys? Why yeah. don't we do this? Let's go and uh, say thank you again to our awesome advertisers, give people a, a bit of a break, and we'll be right back with Cover Story. WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24 7. More and more women are experiencing amazing pleasures, enjoying playful chocolates from PlayfulCash.com. All natural gourmet Colombian treats that are simply sinful. As a PlayfulCash.com affiliate, you'll enjoy weekly payouts up to 50% on all sales of these trademark and patented products. Multiple payout options, 5% referral fees, and private labeling available. Isn't life sweet when playful is highly profitable? For more money-making info, visit playfulcash.com today. Merchants offer your customers a billing solution with zero chargeback risk. Introducing DuoCash. DuoCash. And the revolutionary card that's just like using cash on the net. No credit card or bank account required. DuoCash is available wherever prepaid calling cards are sold or online at DuoCash.com. So ensure your customers' online experience anywhere they see PayByCash.com or DuoCash. And don't leave money on the table. Sign up with DuoCash, the official prepaid shopping card of the internet. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Tulsa to Tunisia. Austin to Bogota. All united through webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We've got Mark Effinger and Mick Jolly and David McGinnis and myself. I always forget me. Brandy, Shapiro, Babin. <laughs> <laughs> You're not one of those hyphenateds, are you? I Who's am. You know what? Well, because <laughs> I, was, I was always excited to get rid of my name when I was a kid. Yeah. And, and, and then I became an adult because I waited to find it's a whole That's a whole other episode. But I waited my, <laughs> a long, long time to find my true love. And I love, I love his last name, but I also sort of built a reputation. You know, one sure. that, that would probably get you kicked out of a restaurant. But... <laughs> that's great but i'm a little fond of the name now so you know now i keep both and uh you know whatever you know, mark whatever works hey, mark? Yeah, yes david a lot of people um a lot of users that we they just don't know how to talk to the media when you, when you do a follow-up conversation with the media through the telephone call or whatever what is how does that how does that go that's you know that's a great question we, I typically lead, or, or uh, myself, or um, Eric Kenny, or Stu Watson down here, um, when we do that, that first initial phone call or the follow-up one, we typically are, are pretty, uh, we keep our energy good, but we, um, but we make sure that we're asking them a lot of questions about what they're looking for. 
they'll ah, swap it around pretty quickly. Now, now that's, a, that's a key thing. I think we touched on that last week. Mm-hmm. Make it and take the emphasis off of you and your product and make it about their Them audience, right? And their needs. Oh, absolutely. This, these guys are, are hammered on a regular basis from, from their bosses that says, get us some stuff that's newsworthy. And then they're also hammered from people calling them and saying they've got the, the next greatest thing. But right. when was the last time somebody asked about their dog? And when was the last time somebody said, um, what, you know, what do you guys really need right now? Or what are you looking for? Or, you know, to, to, before you even open up some spiel about how great your new product is. You know because what, if the, yes. you open that up, they'll find a place for your product to fit, believe me. Yes, because you know what? At the end of the day, if someone likes you, they're more apt to do business with you. And they Absolutely. are going to find a place with you. Like right away, like when Mark and I, uh, today was the first day that you and I spoke. Yeah. And bam, we hit it off. And bam, you know, you wanted to know more about me and I wanted to know more about you. Oh, I'm flying to Boston next week. The whole thing is great. You know, yeah, because at the end of the day, right, you and I are like shooting questions at each other, banging into each other in (laughs) midair. Because it does, it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. Part of the reason why I liked Mark was, uh, like right off the bat, is because you had awesome energy. And because you were asking me questions about me. You know, like, and that's that's important, it's guys. The, it's the relations part of media relations, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, so let me ask you a question, okay? Because this yeah. is kind of a, um, so you, 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 you get your target uh, media people that you want to yeah. follow up with, and you send out your press release and you follow up. Now, do you leave a voicemail if you don't reach them? And what does your voicemail actually say in follow up? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if I, if I don't get that. But it's a combination of doing... Um, the voicemail and, and doing the voicemail, but really making sure that I've connected with them. I found more, more valuable than a voicemail. Uh-huh. Uh, more valuable than a voicemail um, can be, I, I'll leave something very succinct that says, hey, hey Bob, this is um, uh, Mark. I just wanted to, let, to find out if, in fact, you'd received our media kit um, and, um, and if there's a good time for me to call you back. Uh, you can email me at I try to keep it as non-invasive as possible. Right, and give them as many options as possible for getting the job done. You bet. And 100%. then I send them a postcard. And for those of you that don't uh, create postcards, you're really missing out on a huge opportunity. Um, you can get them a modern postcard for 100 bucks for, I don't know, I think it's 500 of them. It's the best. It's, it's, my follow-up component is two or three postcards. I guarantee you'll get printed. Send a nice note. You know who, who something, does, and that's who doesn't handwritten letters anymore. A hundred percent, see, and that's another way, guys, to differentiate yourself from everybody else. It's an awesome idea, Mark. And you know what? And this is such a silly thing too. If you do want to get a hold of someone personally, it's like the silly things that we don't think of. If you get someone's voicemail, hit zero, hit zero, <laughs> and say to the operator, or if, yep. you know, like, or or if it goes to an assistant or something, enroll them in your relationship, and say to them, hey. Is so-and-so in the office? Do you know where so-and-so is? Make the assumptive thing that you know exactly who they are and it's, ab- it's like it's most normal thing that they should be telling you. Oh, yeah. Like where this person is, when they should be coming I in. Call it the ghost, I call it the Ghostbusters approach. You know, I'm the key master. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right? So, a, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you definitely want to have a great relationship with, uh, with the administrative support, everybody around in their circle. In fact, there's a great book on that. I can't remember what it's called, but there's a great book on making sure that you build those relationships. And you, the thing is, you can be really genuine with that. People say, oh, it's manipulative. No, it's not. Go find people you like. Oh, I guarantee yeah. you're going to find some great people that you like that you'll probably want to have lunch with two or three times a year. And you'll also build a great rapport with the organization. And remember, those people move up. 
Oh. And the organization changes face. And if you only know one person in that organization, you don't know that organization at all. You know something, A, I call that my gold key, that when ah. you... When you get, like, you, you, like I have a relationship with you. Once I get my relationship with you, I understand your organization, all the people who we could mutually benefit each other, and then make sure that I use the gold key to open up every single door within that organization. Otherwise, we're not maximizing. When I say we, you and I aren't maximizing our relationship together. No, not at all. So I, I agree. And I'll tell you, you know, it's a funny thing, because you don't realize sometimes how you get off. And I'm always yelling at people, like, um, enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And if you and I have a great conversation or I talk to Mick, who's always up, um, you know, and it's a, hey, how you doing, blah, 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 and you feel good, you get off the phone and boom, you can move into your next project with much more zest and zeal. And it was very funny because I wasn't feeling that good. And I called PR Web one day and the woman, one of the women that answers the phone, um, I, which I didn't realize because I, I guess I have this munchkin sounding voice, was like, Brandy, what's wrong? You're always so up. You don't sound like yourself today. And you know what? That was so meaningful to me that, first of all, she knew who I was. Mm-hmm. She, she cared enough about me, right, that, like, to remember who I was and the fact that I sounded a little different than I normally do. And, like, what's wrong with you? Like, what a cool thing because I didn't realize. Like, I always thought, oh, she sounds so nice and isn't this great, you know, Davis got a, you know, a great front force greeting the public. But, you know, like, it made me realize that when I call a company, what a difference I can make. And how my energy can affect someone. So we kind of got off, off topic. But yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, it's, it's the core of long-term success. And I, I, have, I have business associates from, 19, from when I first started my business, 1986, using the Rob Report magazine, Acton, Massachusetts, right? Hey, there you go. Um, and, uh, and I put a little six-of-a-page ad in there. And the relationship I have with the advertising director is still solid today. I can call them up on a given moment and say, I need to get an ad in. I need a right hand, upper right hand page position. And mm-hmm. um, what can we do? A hundred percent. And that's an important thing too. Is once Or can I buy you a beer? Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what? At the end of the day, like, isn't it? I have to say, you know, that was our, our big credo for, for 2003 was only have clients that we enjoy. Yeah, uh, that rock. <laughs> There's a big high five, I think, on PR website and down here. <laughs> and it does. It makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference. So that's, that's, that's another flip side. So I guess, what did we learn today, people? Build a press kit. Do it cost-effectively. Refine and define your message. Test it out. Always make sure that you are uh, keeping yourself fresh. Create an interview and enough information so that you can provide um, potential um, news outlets with enough information to make it easy for them to be able to uh, do an article on you, do a radio interview on you, get you exposure through um, what we consider to be pretty free uh, uh, marketting and advertising, et cetera, et cetera, through public relations. And, um, you know, go check out Mark's site sites so maybe you can give them some list of some sites yeah if you go to try something new go ahead i was gonna say don't don't be afraid to try something new just like that bike race that uh mark went and participated in a hundred percent and be and i and brandy as you said be really really passionate about what you do if you're not passionate about your company go take a look at your company and say gosh should we be doing something different or should i be doing something different or should i sell this thing I've sold my companies when I got bored or frustrated or ticked off. Uh, not, it's not, I don't have a, like a big temper or anything. But, when it, you get <laughs> but I do hear that you've got a great body from, from the trike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can do it now, right? <laughs> I'm going for GQ. Come on. 
Hey, um, GQ, if you're out there listening, you should do a cover story on Mark. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's fun, to, but you do. You, and if you really mentally wake up every day and say, what can I do not only to change my business, but what can I do to make whatever I'm doing the, really, really exciting? I guarantee you something's going to show up that day. And it may be a white knuckle exciting, like you're on a roller coaster, (laughs) or it may be the kind of excitement that you just relish and you want to live there forever. In the end, though, man, I'll tell you something. Whether it's the bad stuff or the great stuff, I've had the most amazing time building companies, and I recommend that everybody that's doing it continue with the process. Don't give up. Have fun. Find your passion. Keep at it. It's so great. The people you'll meet, and don't be afraid to get out there and, and really promote yourself. Good for you. Beautifully said. You, I mean, if that wasn't inspiring, it makes me want to hang up and go call some people for advertising. That's great. So let me ask you a question today. Something that we try to do very, very strongly is always be able to give something free to our listening audience. Yeah. And one of my favorite things to do is put our, our guests, who are nice enough to come here, on the hot seat <laughs> and ask for, for, for something free. Oh, excellent. Cool. So what can you give our awesome listening audience for free today, please? You know what? I, I actually have a, an outline. It's a, it's a PR process outline, and it's done for uh, the, the one that I have available that I can, I can send our, uh, your listeners, or I can actually probably upload it to the website and make a link, um, is a, a, a PR outline that's, that shows all the different components that goes in a press kit, that go in a press kit, and then cool. it also shows uh, the the niching out of your various uh, publications to how do you find the publications, what publications do you go into. It's only two pages. It's really simple to read through. And it may lead to a bunch of questions, and I'm certainly happy to answer those online. Or Thank you. So. I think if you, if you can um, send that to, to Mick Jolly, then he can post it to our blog as well. Oh, excellent. Will do. And then, and then our, our users and listeners can go to PR Web and click on the blog and uh, download the information there as well. That's, That's great. awesome. Thank you, Mark. And you know what? I think you also hit on a great point. I know we've got to wrap this one up, but you know what, people? Most things in life are simple. People get caught up in the complexity and ambiguity of things. So um, take a look at this outline from Mark because it sounds like it's a nice, clear, concise, easy-to-follow outline that will allow people to achieve what they need to with their press kits and uh, getting out to the media. Absolutely. So, all right, you guys, I hate to do this, but we've got to say goodbye. Mark, would you come back to us one more time? You got it, baby. Woohoo! We're on. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs>